Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio, it's time for the GNFCC 400 Insider. Connect, build, and grow with the Greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce. Hello and welcome to the GNFCC 400 Insider, the monthly radio show and podcast presented by the Greater North Fulton Chamber. I'm the Chamber's President and CEO, Callie Boatwright. And today we are talking about the Chamber's annual Washington, D.C. fly-in. The Chamber held its 2023 D.C. fly-in just last month, and our delegation included North Fulton business sector leaders, as well as state, county, and city elected officials and staff. In addition to meeting with both of our U.S. Senators and our Congressional Representatives on current issues and advocating for policies that are important to our business members and to our region, the fly-in also gives op- attendees the additional opportunity to engage with one another and build stronger relationships to work together back home. Joining me today to talk about the D.C. fly-in are two business leaders and chamber board members who joined us on this trip. First, we have Jim Teal. Jim is the Regional Vice President of Goodwin Mills Kaywood and the Chamber's incoming Chairman of the Board. Welcome, Jim. Thank you. Glad to be here. Next, we have Tim Perry. Tim is the Managing Partner of North American Properties, as well as the Chairman of the True North 400 CID Board of Directors. Hi, Tim. Hey, Kelly. Nice to see you. It's good to have you here. And I know you guys are doing your big name change and um, logo reveal. So congratulations on moving North Fulton CID over to True North 400. Thank you. My pleasure. Well, gentlemen, we first of all want to start out by saying thank you for taking the time out of your very busy schedules to join us for the annual Washington, D.C. fly-in. This is always an exciting time for the chamber to be able to bring people together, as I mentioned, but um, it's always great to see the relationships that are, are developed during these opportunities. So I think it's important that we start out just by letting the per- people who are listening to us let a little know little bit about you and your background, maybe what led you to the career you're in now and what you do in your current position. So Jim, I'm going to start with you. Sure. Well, fortunate to be with Google Mills and Kaywood. We're a regional architecture and engineering firm. In fact, I've been with the firm about 14 years, but when we first moved to Georgia about eight or so years ago now, the North Fulton Chamber was the first real organization we joined. And so it's been a great platform to help us build our business, not only in Metro Atlanta, but uh, we've been blessed to grow throughout the state. And we, uh, we have about 600 architecture and engineering professionals throughout the Southeast. And uh, in addition to that, one of the big components for us as a company is our community involvement. And so not only joining the chamber some eight or nine years ago, but having the opportunity to continue to serve and other folks within our organization be involved is really been a highlight for us. So happy to be here, honored to get to serve with the chamber and I look forward to talking more about the fly-in. Absolutely. And thank you for your membership. Eight years is a long time and I'm glad we were the first. I always like hearing that. How about you, Tim Perry? I know that through North American Properties, you've been involved, of course, with the chamber, but how did you choose to go into the development work that you do now and working in your current career? Yeah. I actually got into real estate accidentally when I flagged down a police car to give a guy a ride with myself who was in real estate. And he said, that was pretty darn resourceful. You should come work for me. So pretty much how I got into the business, uh, flagging down a car. But it's been really rewarding uh, from the finance side and then the development side. And uh, in North American properties over the last 14 years now as well, uh, have made impacts in our communities. We're really big on community investment. And that means community involvement. 
And it's not just the chamber. It's also local charities. It could be high school football sponsorship and all sorts of things that we bring with our properties in North Fulton. I've been a resident here um, for almost 20 years as well. And just love the community and love being a part of, uh, of the board for the chamber, uh, part of the board for the CID. You guys are both very engaged. And it's always great when we know that people not just work in this region, but also live in the region. So we appreciate that as well. All right. Well, let's just jump in. As I mentioned, and you both mentioned, it was part of your engagement, both in the community and with your businesses. You're both incredibly busy. We know that you took the time out, as I mentioned, to join us on this DC flying, which we appreciate very much. So in your opinion, why would you say that trips like the DC fly-in are important for, for leaders and for our, our chamber members? Maybe what do they offer that's a little bit different or unique to, to something that we might offer here? Tim, do you want to start on that one? Yeah, I would say first that what it does is bring like minds together, like minds from the community. You never know who necessarily has, has found that community calling to be an advocate for their business and other businesses. And just putting that group of people together and sharing ideas they have themselves or causes that they um, are part of or their issues, troubles with their own business it brings likes minds together. And, and that lets you go up and have one voice with the, the delegates and our senators and everybody in, in Washington. So I think that's a huge benefit and really what brings out the crux of what we need to go and support at a federal level. Yeah, that's definitely true. Jim, how about you? Well, I think Tim really nailed it. I just, again, emphasizing, I think every time I go meet different people, understand what they do and, and their perspective on business or our community or, or maybe it's politics. And again, Tim said it best. So you bring all that together and have the opportunity to advocate for our region with the North Fulton Chamber being the regional chamber for our area. Uh, I think it's just incredibly important. And there's a lot of lasting relationships that are developed. I think that's one of the things I notice is when I take groups to to D.C., being away with 30 leaders of the community, it allows them to really focus. And I think we're also busy in our day-to-day lives and distracted with all the things that we have going on literally at the same time in our minds. The fact that we can get away does help us to really focus and be with those people. So I really like that part as well. So the advocacy piece is the biggest part of why we go. We, in fact, do want to take people with like minds helping the region as we grow economic development uh, perspective and also community development. So, Jim, let me start with you. How does the fly-in trip contribute to the Chamber's advocacy efforts on behalf of this business community? Sure. Well, I think really building on what we were just talking about. You look at the trip this year, we had professionals and leaders from various types of businesses in our community, be it healthcare, the development industry, obviously design, construction, manufacturing professionals, attorneys, accounting professionals, pairing all that with people special like from MARTA, Mm -hmm. from the CID, as well as our government leaders, both local, county, as you mentioned in the intro. You put all of that together, and I think it really paints the right picture for what we're trying to do, I think also with the ongoing efforts throughout the year with our, our legislative government relations committee mm-hmm. and the, the priorities we're establishing, establishing as a chamber, and then to have the opportunity to come together and uh, really communicate that, I think it's just vitally important to what we're doing and making people aware. Because uh, obviously our elected officials in D.C. have a lot of things on their plate every day and having the opportunity to emphasize some things that are important here at home in their regions, making sure they're aware of that together. Uh, I think the importance is hard to overstate. 
And I do think bringing everybody together and being up there on their turf, if you will, to show the importance of what we're saying is important as well. Tim, how about you? Were there maybe specific advocacy initiatives or priorities that you were able to discuss during this trip in addition to, of course, the chamber uh, legislative priorities that affect all of the businesses in the region? Sure. I think spending time, not just uh, as the business leaders together, but with you and the, and the chamber staff also helps you shape the future advocacy and, and initiatives and things that we need to focus on. And it's not all infrastructure. I mean, everyone talks mm-hmm. about roads, right? But as we go up there, and I, th- I think there is an element of this when we meet with our elected officials where they want to talk about the jobs that have been brought or the money that's been brought, or the roads that have been built or this bill or that bill. And the chamber has a lot of, has a lot of, different advocacies, whether that's a diversity initiative or whatever it is, and, and certainly inclusion in North Fulton County and social and pieces. We need to, I think we need to hear more out of them when we go up in the future. Mm-hmm. And what are we doing to advocate for not just not just our business and our economic growth, but our people, right, in, in North Fulton County and our quality of life. And there are a couple of things that we talked about, whether it was insurance or whether it was some restorative justice programming that we actually are following up and have mm-hmm. a meeting on the 30th of this month back in D.C. with our elected officials to follow up on it. But, but if you don't go, if mm-hmm. you don't participate, and if you've never done it and you're thinking about it, that first trip, you'll really understand, hey, I, now I, need to, I, don't, I know what I need to prepare for this, right? And what I need to get out of it. And then you don't just go and absorb from it. You actually contribute and can help shape the agenda and help shape the perception and the needs of our, of our um, local community. Oh, I think that's entirely true. And I think being able to to have a uh, a part where you feel like you can contribute to that legislative agenda and to shaping that is important as business leaders, but certainly speaking on behalf of not just the businesses, but your residents here, right? So what happens here from a community perspective is important to all of us. Tim, you mentioned the recidivism, essentially, the government justice. Can you talk a little bit? I know that's a a personal initiative and you're involved with another organization with that. I would love to hear just a little bit about that. And I know, Jim, you've got a couple of things you're working on as well. But because I think being involved and engaged in advocacy efforts means a lot of different things. This isn't just about the chamber's advocacy, but this is also about just being as business leaders involved and engaged in doing the right thing. So I would love for you to share just some of that. The United States has the highest incarceration rate in the world. Georgia has the, high, the fourth highest uh, recidivism rate, meaning uh, propensity to, to commit a crime once you've been arrested before in the country. So w- if we want to really talk about crime, we really want to talk about that, then we can't just be reactive and put more people in the same size cell. We've got to be proactive in removing people out of the system. And I'm on the board of a group uh, called RED, uh, Rehabilitation Enables Dreams, and that's what we do, and advocate that at the county level, city level, at the state level, and now at the federal level with the um, Office for Access to Justice. And that's where we're following up with um, uh, Senator Ossoff's office and uh, some of the things we brought up when we were up there that his staff then reached out and said, hey, we want to hear more because that's something we weren't necessarily prepared for. We talked about the grants and the businesses and the roads, mm-hmm. but that wasn't something we were prepared for, but it's something that's equally as important. I think so too, especially in this um, day and time when workforce development is a big part of our focus. And so how do we find people that are capable and would be great contributors to the community and and make sure they're engaged instead of putting them somewhere they're going to learn bad things, right? Right. It's it's jobs, it's housing, and it's transportation, right? Those are the things that create such a large societal gap. And when you uh, enter a, um, a criminal justice system, it's hard to get out. 
And to the extent we can help somebody with any of those, especially job training as we work to create workforce housing, is just so important to to our economy as much as our social callings. I think so, too. And it's interesting. I've heard it recently referred to as essential worker housing. And I think that puts things in perspective during COVID. Of course, we were all focused on all of the wonderful things that our medical workers, our teachers, public safety were out doing for us. And I think with that terminology, people can get behind it because I know a lot of people push back on affordable housing or workforce housing or any of those initiatives. So I think it's important because you're right, having that job, having that opportunity to have a home. And, and that's wealth, right? You're building wealth are incredibly important to getting us out of the generational issue. So I'm so glad that you were able to bring that with us on that trip. And I learned a lot about you as did our other attendees. So I think that was a big part of it. Jim, I know you were up there with your company and um, focused on some things that the chamber is looking at as well. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. The, uh, well, and Tim mentioned it earlier that the while a lot of our larger members often get the attention, there's also the chamber has a responsibility to small and medium-sized businesses as well. And I think something that we had the opportunity to discuss with each of our elected officials and on both sides of the aisle in the House and in the Senate uh, was the R&D tax credit. And so a lot of people, maybe that's not of interest to them, but there are a number of businesses, not just in North Fulton, but throughout the country that has had an impact on. And last year, moving into this uh, new year, that it wasn't that anyone voted that law down. It was just not renewed. And now it's been hung up in legislation up in Capitol Hill in D.C. And so for smaller or medium-sized businesses, especially those like with ours where myself and several others are fortunate to be part of the ownership of the company, that ends up affecting us and our families and constituents directly because with when that lapsed, we have to come out of pocket for that new now new expense since it wasn't renewed. Mm-hmm. So everyone on Capitol Hill supports it. But of course, with the two different parties, it's being, it's, it's a little bit of a volleyball back and forth and it's being held hostage, if you will, right now. So it was a great opportunity to get a little bit better insight into where that was to understand a couple of things we might be able to do. And like Tim, with his efforts, we've been able to follow up. And again, this is not something just for our company, Google Mills and Kaywood, but something that is impacting a number of people that were on the trip. That's right. And also impacting a lot of businesses like ours around the country. And they've all said, hey, it's just important no matter where you're coming from to keep to keep promoting these issues that you're facing. So for us personally, as a business, being part of the chamber membership, that was a great opportunity and a great platform to discuss these items facing us as a small to medium-sized business. And I think with our heavy focus up here in North Fulton on life sciences and bio, I know that I've talked to a number of businesses who are being negatively affected by it. So I think that's also something that as incoming chair, I know that you all are looking at as part of our advocacy efforts moving forward as well. So I think all of these things are important. I wanted to make sure you both of you gentlemen got an opportunity to talk about what you're working on personally too. So you mentioned the the volleyball that's going on up there right now. And we certainly see it with the election of speaker. Currently, everything seems to be very divisive, which makes it hard for businesses to get things done. So let's talk about our meeting with our elected officials. We were in the unique position that we were actually able to individually with our group meet with both of our U.S. senators, as well as Congressman McCormick. And we were also able to work with Lucy McBass team. Did you guys have any surprises or takeaways from any of these meetings that that you can recall? Obviously, on both sides of the aisle, right? We have here in North Fulton, we 
uh, certainly as a, a chamber, we take the sane center approach. We work with everyone who's doing the right things for business. And I felt like a lot of these folks were really focused on what we had to say and what was important to business. So I'll start with you, Jim. Did you have any takeaways as far as meeting our meetings with our elected officials? Sure. The first thing that jumped out was just the bipartisan opportunity and that we're meeting with both Democrats and Republicans under and from both houses. So getting all the perspectives, I think that's really positive. And uh, for us in business, uh, oftentimes we need both groups to work to help us. So uh, depending on what we're advocating for, I thought a couple of the Everyone is impressive and certainly enjoyed all of our meetings, but there were certainly a couple of the elected officials we met with that just seemed very prepared. They certainly had a good handle on the issues. They understood our community, and that was just very informative to listen to them talk about everything that's going on there and how it all works together. And then finally, I think each one of them really emphasized, and so a take-home I had, especially when we talk about funding for public transportation and 400 in our community, was making sure they each elected official emphasized the importance of us all being on the same page for what we're advocating for, what are we actually asking for, and between our six city communities, between our county, our state, and then the business components that make up North Fulton, all of those being on the same page and asking for the same thing, as it, especially as it relates to future grant funding. So that was a big takeaway for me. That's an excellent point, too, since we had people representing each of our cities who were on that trip, so it wasn't heavily dominated by any one city. How about you, Tim? I would concur with with all of that. I was Not only were we up there in, in a group, I think we could have probably asked a few more questions, and, and I know going forward to, the, to participating in these, I want to spend a little bit more time preparing for where some things are and, and asking some questions, so that it's a they were extremely well prepared, right? Mm-hmm. And the different ways that they've been working for the state of Georgia. And I, I appreciated that. There were probably a few questions in the room that, that didn't get asked. As a commercial property owner and developer, insurance, insurance mm-hmm. costs have been skyrocketing. And Gulf Coast states have a different risk profile and yet pay a, pay a small, very small percentage of premiums and get a very high percentage of the payouts. That affects our property here. And it only makes housing even less affordable, Right. And it only makes, it creates wage inflation because you got to keep up with your employees. So those are things that ripple all the way through the economy. And I'd urge anyone and everyone who wants to go, think through, the, through those. It was also interesting because our, one of our, or two of our, our meetings with both senators, we had another county, right? We had another chamber that was in the room with us. And so their questions, and this was out of uh, Brunswick, right? Yeah. So Glen County. And the questions they had were completely different from ours, right? They mm-hmm. were coastal and shipping and infrastructure and, <laughs> and that. And, but it was an interesting perspective because both of us on the same page business-wise and how it affects our community and our county. And then a surprise that came out of that is that I've been followed up with the, uh, the city manager from Brunswick and uh, one of the county commissioners. And they want, to, want us to come down and talk to them about how our CID has worked in North Fulton County. And had the benefits of it and, you know, the potential for them setting up a CID and how they would get it going in, in downtown to continue rejuvenating and, and, uh, and changing and improving downtown Brunswick. So that, what a, a surprising takeaway from it. Uh, but everyone was really real prepared. And I think we, we 
could be more prepared in the future as well. Not just economically, because that's the default. Hey, sure. the chamber is coming to advocate, so it's got to be business, but, but just wholly with any with anything else that could come up in your business. Yeah, no, I think that's a really good point. We did on the first day, we were lucky to be able to meet with the U.S. Chamber with their professionals to level set, if you will. And I know one of my f- favorite parts was uh, hearing from the U.S. Chamber's chief economist, Curtis DeBay, about where we were, how the um, inflation is affecting, of course, business and what's working and what isn't. And it was good to get a level set to your point, Tim, also on the economic side, but being able to hear about a little bit about immigration, a little bit about economic development and about uh, where we are from a financial standpoint was really important before going into these meetings because it did give you a sense of knowing what was happening because, again, we're here and in our own um, business and in our own mindset. Were there any, uh, those were my significant meetings that stood out, were there any significant meetings or interactions that that stood out to you all, aside from, of course, the the uh, elected officials. Yeah, Kelly, you touched on, I think that first day, there was a little bit of an adjustment in the schedule this year mm-hmm. compared to previous years. And uh, I think that was a real positive and something that hopefully we can continue in the future because to build on Tim's point and what you were saying, uh, for everybody to get there and have a moment to decompress, but also really get a perspective on where certain issues were in D.C., specifically Denton's, had Gary Goldberg come and speak to us. So, again, someone who's looking at it not from a perspective of Democrat or Republican, but just telling you, here are the key issues, and here's where each party's falling on, uh, falling on each issue, and here's what it's going to take to navigate through this. Uh, again, I think that just made us more educated walking into our meetings. And I would mention, along with that and with what Tim was mentioning, one thing that we're working on right now with the Chamber moving forward is streamlining our legislative advocacy agenda So that is a little more clear and concise to our membership and our leaders when we go up there. So really appreciate that group's work right now as we go into next year. I know that's, for me personally, uh, coming in as chair, that's going to be a priority for us to be able to communicate that more effectively, which, again, I think gets back to Tim's point. If we all are going to D.C., understanding what our three to five key issues are, then we pair that with a nice briefing, basically, the Mm -hmm. first afternoon we're there. I think we really walk in to those meetings with the elected officials the next day, well-prepared. I love that approach, less of a shotgun approach and more of a very specific focused approach. Tim, how about you? Any of particular meetings or interactions? You mentioned the folks from Glen County. It was great to have my friend who's the chamber president down there be able to to join in with us on a couple of meetings on the second day. But um, maybe folks that you met on the trip who stood out as well. This is my second, only my second yeah. fly-in, uh, and I was told before the first that uh, the biggest benefit is is actually the people you're on the trip with, and uh, and that's true, but it doesn't have to be the only benefit or the biggest benefit, and uh, and getting the access to elected officials and then what you bring back from those relationships is is um, could be really impactful to your business, to your community, and I think it's really important as well for the chamber to listen to the people that are there, right? Because the advocacy flows up, you know, and we, and we see it as well, and. In the CID, where our advocacy is, is a little different because it's a very financially focused advocacy. We're, we're collecting um, three mills and, and applying that to improving infrastructure, mobility, and, and causes in the community. So a little bit different, but it's still the same. And how do those organizations advocate for better? Um, I would say that access it always surprises me because you think, oh, this is a U.S. senator mm-hmm. or a U.S. representative. They're not going to reply to me. 
right? Or I'm just another email that someone sends because there's always some complaining. But they're always very comfortable say, we really do, right? And we really do listen and we really do want you to send us an email or to call or whatever because it is important for them. And I think that you get a little bit far removed sometimes from elected officials and it's just as much our fault. It's probably it's more our fault than it is theirs because they want to hear from us. So I want to encourage everyone and they reinforce it every year. I'd encourage everyone to do so if you have something constructive or, or something that, that you need some attention with. They really do want to listen. I think that, and to Tim's point, also being part of a group like the North Fulton Chamber in many ways legitimizes your thoughts or your comments or your request, as opposed to me just firing off an email out of left field when they have the opportunity to meet you with this group. And uh, again, the good reputation that the U.S. Chamber, that the North Fulton Chamber, these different groups have, it just puts you, I think, in the right company and in the right position to bring up certain issues. So. Absolutely. I think, well, and I, as evidence of that, the fact that both of you have been engaged since that time, and I know, Tim, you mentioned Senator Ossoff's team has been engaged with you and that you're going back up and continuing that conversation. And I think that having elected officials who do take that conversation seriously, not just a one-time approach. So I do concur. I think that's really important for us. Right. And that's a great point, Jim, to say. Thank you so much for your time. We were recently in D.C. with the North Fulton Chamber flying, and we'd like to follow up on whatever it is, absolutely gives it some legitimacy. It's a great benefit of of being part of the group that's there. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Well, that's, we certainly enjoy putting it together. And I do think that that having, of course, the level of attendees on the trip, Jim, to your point, representing numerous different cities, numerous different uh, business uh, lines, I think are incredibly important because it's not like we're just going up with one individual that is all requesting or thinking the same way. And that's part of the, back to your, your point, having that membership diversity to be able to focus on, I think it's really important to be able to bring that sort of viewpoint. All right. So in summary, I always like to ask a follow-up question that gives you the opportunity in case I did not, you did not have an opportunity to share something. What would you like to maybe emphasize or something that you got out of this trip for to Washington, D.C. for not just the chamber, but of course, North Fulton CID has been our presenting sponsor for a number of years. We certainly appreciate that. We want to make sure that we're including those things like infrastructure issues as part of that. So any last thoughts on the trip, Tim? I may actually have covered it all in all that's of your questions. Great. See, <laughs> so, that's a good show right there. That's right. I, I, I covered it, like I said. But access, they, access. they really do want to hear from you. And we've got to get some uh, funding back in place. It was, it was the rolled for MARTA and some public transportation. We, we, no, amount of, no amount of wishing is going to change the Chattahoochee River or eliminate the funnel that is North Fulton County having to get down 400 and across it. So we can only do so much without, without public transportation without, and that is from a financial standpoint, it just can't get done without help from the federal government. So let's stay on that for a bit and, and work with them on that. But I think um, my hope is that if we continue to talk about bus rapid transit and the importance of it up 400 every single time we're up there, eventually they're just going to get tired and give us some of that those dollars that we need so badly to get this finished. Maybe we need to take a bus up next time. That's right. We'll take everybody. What a great idea. I like that. All right. We'll keep that in mind. Hey, you're cheer next year. So (laughs) what do you, (laughs) that's a lot. I'm not 100% sure about that, but I think a good answer is, yeah, we'll look into it. But uh, no, I I think we covered it. Again, 
again, just reemphasizing the relationships that I think we all develop. Heck, I think Tim and I have gotten to know each other better after I think probably the first time we met was a few years ago on the trip. So, and I could just go through relationship after relationship that you carry back home. And so I think that is an incredible value on the trip. But then also we've touched on this in different ways, but there is strength in numbers, having that unified business government leader approach from our region and going up there advocating for the betterment of our community. And uh, it's important. And I think also personally for me, it's energizing. There's just something about being in D.C., being up there with your constituents from our community and uh, doing that together. It's just one of the favorite, my favorite things I get to do all year. I'm so glad to hear that. That makes me feel very good about the fact that our uh, government affairs committee and certainly the advocacy efforts that we focus on are doing the right things for this region. Gentlemen, I know there are those who will be listening to this podcast and want to reach out to you for more information. Uh, If you don't mind, we'd love for you to ask the best way for them to get in touch with you. Jim, do you mind sharing if someone wants to reach out to Jim Teal or Goodwin Mills Kaywood, how would they do that? Sure. Happy to share my personal email address. It's Jim dot t e l at gmc network.com and i'd be happy to hear from anyone very good thank you tim perry if somebody wants to reach out to you either about the cid or about of course north american properties what would be the best way for them to reach you sure i'll do the same at tim dot perry p-e-r-y at n-a properties as in north american properties look forward to hearing from someone Thank you both. I want to thank both of you, of course, for joining me today. I think these trips are incredibly important. The takeaways just from this conversation, having the access to our elected officials and the focused attention while we're there, the development of our relationships and being able to speak as a unified voice on behalf of North Fulton and our businesses. And and that leave behind is really important. I think it's time um, that all of our business leaders, of course, take the time to educate themselves and engage in public policy work. And the Greater North Fulton Chamber is proud to be the voice of business in North Fulton. If you are interested in learning about the Chamber's business advocacy efforts or current legislative agenda, you can find those on our website at www.gnfcc.com. I also want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us on the GNFCC 400 Insider, presented by the Greater North Fulton Chamber. To listen to this show again, or to hear any of our previous episodes, please visit gnfcc400insider.com or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Until then, I'm Callie Boatwright, and this has been the GNFCC 400 Insider on Business Radio X. 